Hey, what is up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Cryptic and Unhinged. I'm your host, Mary Kay Willis, also formerly known as Mary Jane Nonkate on TikTok. And before we get into today's episode, where I absolutely am going to need to take several bowls for this, just want to remind you to follow my Instagram, MaryKate.Willis. My new TikTok is MK9Unit, and I need to make one for this podcast. My TikTok, or no, Snapchat is Mary Jane, not Kate. My B Real is Mary Kate Willis. And as always, this video is going to go up on my YouTube, Mary Jane, not Kate. I can't fucking figure out iMovie. I even updated my whole computer and iMovie, and I'm still having trouble with it. It's literally like some days it wants to work, some days it doesn't. So bear with me on that. Be patient. So today we're going to talk about high school story times because last week we did college story times. I literally have class in like three hours. So I'm grinding last minute to get this done. But, you know, we got to get shit up. We got to get videos. I'm done missing weeks. So I want to like just make sure I'm consistent with this because I've never quite honestly been consistent with anything in my life. I just went and bought SIGs because I've been literally out for so long and I won't sesh the end of a SIG, like a slight sidetrack here, classic, because there's the most like chemicals in that part of the cigarettes. So when you chop, you want to avoid that. But I save the ends of the cigarettes for struggle hour and I've been using all the ends of my cigarettes and I just ran out. So I was like, oh fuck, I got to go buy another pack. But I'm trying to quit chopping I was literally talking to my mom about how I remember the last time that I like really didn't need herb and was like functioning and like very present in my life was when I was ripping DP all the time, like dab pen. So I think I'm just going to get rid of my piece and try to stop and smoke J's at night. Cause that's what I used to do. I did dab pen all day and then J's at night, which, you know, dab pens are just not as you know, crazy of a high. Also, if you want to smoke the same strain as me, make sure you check out the boy with flowers on Instagram. I get pack shipped in from back home, but this is dirty little secret today, which I thought was funny and ironic for what we're going to be talking about. So yeah, let's just get right into it. I kind of categorize this in a timeline of like, you know, the way that things happen. I might add a little bit onto my senior year because I felt like that was the most relevant. So there might be three stories for that. I just remembered I got suspended. So, cause I just like in high school to kind of preface this, like before we get into it, a lot of my shit that had happened was not only publicized because I had a Finsta that quite a lot of people followed. So I've always been a social media bitch, but the administration knew what I was doing and really disliked me and my family for just everything that had happened. I've kind of briefly mentioned my brother hacked the school. I got to get him on here to talk about that. But that's kind of beyond my depth. And so they already had it out for me and I really gave it to them. You know, they wanted a reaction. Okay, say less. And I beefed probably more with the administration than my own student body and my own peers throughout my time in high school. So it's kind of wild that I was literally out here struggling with grown ass adults. Also, I went to public school. So this was like a different, you know, before I went to private school, it's very like, I don't know, what would you say? Like the pandemic was happening. Like it was crazy. It was probably the weirdest time of my life. And I wouldn't say I was on that scale of things, but I was more like just a nuisance. Like I was known for being hated just because I had a loud fucking mouth. Anyways, let's take a rip before we get into this because we're just going to start with freshman year. And I got this cute new lighter today that I love and I'm super stoked about it because I don't have to fuck up my nails anymore. You ever melt an acrylic nail trying to light a fucking bowl? Struggle is real out here. First world problems. All right, cheers. Sorry, I just fucked up the microphone. (sighs) 
Whew. Oh my God. That one hurt me. Okay. So the first story that I wrote down was my first ever party. Now this is a good one because I always get confused. Like I forget that I didn't drink for a while. So the first party I ever went to, I was sober and it was a sophomore's Halloween party. And she had invited like the most random fucking crowd of people. I was like hanging out with kids in my gym class that were a year older than me. I was probably the youngest person there. So it was a little bit awkward. And her dad was there and people were literally smoking weed. She had a very nice house, huge pool, big yard. She lived in just like a good area of the town. And I wasn't that like close to her. She later became like a reformed, I mean, no hate, you know, everyone has their own things, but she became like a big Jesus girl. Like I remember my junior year, I'd walked into school and saw her chanting around the fucking flagpole with a bunch of people saying a prayer. And I just thought it was the weirdest thing because I was like, wow, this is the bitch that really like started the journey for me. And she's come to her own full circle moment. That's, that's wild. But she was always really nice. She still is nice. She unfollowed me and everything since, but she was a nice girl. And she'd invited me and I went with an older girl whose mom drove us because none of us had cars at the time. Like, remember? So I remember just like having the weirdest time of my life. I took pictures there. I was wearing, I can tell you the exact outfit, which is kind of funny because I'm at the school of the sweatshirt I was wearing. It was a Chapman sweatshirt, a crew neck I had stolen from my older sister, skinny, dark jeans that were ripped and my Uggs. And I straightened my hair and I wore a fuck ton of eyeliner. So that was like my party fit. Like that, listen, so in in the East Coast, everyone had parties in high school outside of their house. Like it was very rare that there was a house party because people would just fuck it up. Like the one time I went to a house party, there were holes kicked in the wall and I watched a kid throw an onion into a crowd of people and the whole house reeked like beer. But it was often obviously cold outside and bonfires were the thing. And that's kind of the theme of like what this was. It was you know, they had a couple fires going. People were drinking pretty openly. I also met my future best friend at that party. And I hung out with this older girl who was super drunk and like sitting on my lap. And I had never been around my age drunk people before. Like I had never been around, you know, people that were drinking and that young and in high school. So it was like a first, I remember being like very bewildered. I was watching her pick all of the cherry tomatoes off of this like fruit platter and she was just eating them and I was like wow that's what being drunk is like like eating tomatoes and sitting on random underclassmen's laps she looked like she was having a great time too though I didn't like you know I wasn't like mad at her or anyone really it was just a very strange experience I remember feeling really like out of place just because I don't even know it was it was an interesting time so that was like not even monumental but I I feel like it was sort of like, what even, how would I describe that? It was just very eye opening. Like, I remember people smoking weed being a really big deal because, you know, not everyone was doing it back then. But like, that was kind of formative because I always hung out with kids older than me. And I ended up dating a lot of guys that like I had hung out with there. And my first ever like guy that I really hooked up with was there that night. So it was kind of, me branching out. Like I didn't really know a lot of people that were older than me or really anyone for that matter. So that was like the first, it was a core memory, I guess you could say. And then the cops came later. Her dad was a fucking cop. So it was funny. And he would let the cops do like a speed trap in her yard, which sucked because she lived on the main road right before my high school. It was awful. It was terrible. But my friend's mom drove me home after. I didn't drink at all. I literally was just there like vaping, doing my thing. And 
when I got home, it was just like tame. And I remember thinking like, wow, this is, you know, going to be the next couple of years of my life. And it was always like that. You'd always be outside at someone's house. There'd always be a fire going and you'd be like sneaking alcohol, even though the parents were aware, you know, putting in whatever. So that was really honestly fun and very set the tone for the rest of my high school. Sorry. That's like not even like an exciting story, but the next one is a little bit more. So when I was in my freshman year and I'm pretty sure this was my freshman year, I was kind of going back and forth in my head of whether this was my freshman or freshman or sophomore year, because honestly, I don't remember. I really don't remember. I never thought I'd say that I didn't remember my freshman year of high school, but here we are. I don't, I'm so burnt out. But when I was younger, my principal had come in halfway through my freshman year. And I knew from the moment that she had her first like intro meeting with everyone that I was not going to like her. I was not going to like her at all. And she had a lot of sway in stuff that happened with my brother and his court case. And even though she wasn't there, she wasn't even there for like everything that had happened with him. And she was so against him being at school. So I disliked her for that alone. I just had a lot of beef with her. I felt like she was just very annoying and was only there to like get attention. Like this bitch wore sparkly converse to grow up. You're fucking 48 years old. Like get it together. And she ended up having her daughter come to the school, which was weird because they live 40 minutes away. So her daughter drove 40 minutes in every day separately from her mom and went to school with us, which made it a huge deal for me because this girl followed me on everything, which kind of comes into play later in the story. But my freshman year, she was really fucking annoying and had just come in and I hated her. And it was about to be spring break. Like she had come in second half of the year. So she was there for a couple months. She wasn't doing anything bad. Nothing had really changed. She actually was like changing some stuff. So it was better. Like we could carry like water bottles and stuff now, which was a big deal. We were on like mega lockdown. The last principal, I think used to be like in the military. A lot of the people who worked in my administration were in the military. So they obviously have no understanding for compassion, empathy, I don't know, like human nature. They just sucked. They had the common sense of a walnut and were annoying. And she was no different. She was hired by someone in the military and someone she worked with at a prior district. So that also comes into play later by my superintendent, who I also fucking disliked and posted about regularly. But I had come to school probably the I want to say like the day before spring break. And I was wearing a t-shirt dress. T-shirt dresses were very in. Got it from Forever 21. It was striped. And I was wearing Nike Pros under it because I had gym class and you had to change for gym. So my whole thought process there was like, I won't have to change fully if I just wear this dress with Nike Pros underneath it. And I could just change my top. And I was walking up the stairs. I had just gotten into school and there was like a back entrance and a front entrance. And I had been dropped off at the front by my mom. I did not take the bus. I rarely ever did. I also did sports. I did cross country and track my first year. So I had to change for track too. It was just like convenient to not, I don't know. It wasn't inappropriate. It was probably to my mid thigh. Mind you, I am on the taller side. I'm 5'6". And I've been 5'6 since I was, you know, I haven't grown a lot. And since this time. So I was pretty, you know, I have long legs. And it looked probably shorter than it actually was. But I walked walked into school, walked up the stairs, and she was at the top at the front entrance. Saw me walk in, points at me with her walkie-talkie and snaps with the other hand and goes, hey, mister. And so everyone was walking in at the time and turns to look and it's, I'm like doing the whole me? Like, are you talking to me? And she's like, yeah, you, come here. Didn't know who I was at the time. Pulls me to her office and was like, this is an inappropriate outfit. I wouldn't even let my daughters wear something like this to the beach. And I look at her like she's fucking crazy. I was like, what 
are you talking about? I feel so sorry for them. <laughs> like what? I was like, my mom literally looked at this outfit before I left the house this morning and was like, that's cute. So how are you going to tell me that this is wildly inappropriate? Like you are talking so far out of pocket right now. So her and I start arguing about it. And she's like, well, you're either going to have to leave or change into something from the lost and found. And I was like, I'm not changing into something from the lost and found. And she had just started negotiating my brother's case too. So she was like, well, isn't your brother home? And I just kind of stared at her and I was like, yes. And she was like, well, he could bring you a change of clothes. And I was like, no. And she goes, how about your mom? And I'm like, they're both fucking working. Like they work full time because you suspended my brother. He now has to do homebound tutoring, which my parents have to pay for. So no, yeah, no, they're not available to drop me off new clothes. And my mom worked at the hospital. So at the time. And so she's in her scrubs, you know, on her way to work. And she gets a call from the school. And it's me on the other on the other end of the line. And I'm like, mom, the principal is telling me I got to change or I got to go home. And I'm not wearing something from the lost and found. Is there any way Jackson can bring me something? She said she knows that he's home. And my mom freaks out. What? Give me the fucking phone. Give me the fucking phone. So she starts arguing with the principal and she's like, this is ridiculous. Like you're going to make her change. It's a half day. It was a half day before spring break. Like this is just ridiculous. The fact that you're like even, you know, bringing up her brother and his situation is completely inappropriate, completely out of line. And there's no reason why she should have to leave the school or wear something that belongs to someone else. Like, do you even wash those clothes and you're suggesting that she wears something? That's, you know, that's just not sanitary. And she's like, we wash them, we wash them, blah, 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 blah. My mom's like, literally, fuck you. I'm just going to come get her. And she's like, okay, I'll have her wait in the office. So my mom gets there. She's like, still arguing with her. She's like, I'm in disbelief, like pissed at this point that she's now had to leave work, call work, say she's going to be late. The school is making her pick her daughter up over a dress code incident. So we get mad. We're bitching about her on the way home because she's just being a cunt and not even like offering to work with us on anything and just like being like, oh, well, sorry, sorry. I wouldn't let my daughter wear that to the beach. Yeah, like your daughter must be fucking miserable. She must really love you, honestly. And I go home and we take pictures of me in the dress and my mom uploads them to her Facebook and I upload them to my Twitter. And at the time, They called me Twitter fingers. Like I had my pizza delivered and the pizza delivery guy was like, stay off Twitter, Twitter beef. Because I was the type of bitch that would just go on that app and wild out on people. Like that was my freshman year reputation. When I stopped talking to my best friend, she told me that people were scared to literally talk to me because they knew that I was going to run and go put it on social media. Some things never change. I don't know why I'm getting like sniffly all of a sudden. This happens every time I try to do a podcast and I'm so confused as to why. It is nice out, so I might be getting allergies springtime season it gets me every year like clockwork so (laughs) i post on twitter and i did not receive the love and support that i thought i would get from that because i was partially attacking the principal posted like the picture of me in the dress with a side by side and a bunch of guys started retweeting it people from like three towns over were weighing in it kind of went semi-viral so my mom gets you know posting on facebook and the mom starts sending it to the principal So now the principal's calling my mom, telling her to take down her fucking Facebook post. And my mom's like, what? (laughs) Like, excuse me? Are you a grown ass adult calling me about something that I posted on my Facebook? Like, what the fuck are you? Power trip. Power trip and a half. If I could describe my high school principal in any fucking phrase, it would be power trip. Power tripping. Sack. This lady was fucking absurd and loved to throw her dick around whenever she could, you know, like metaphorical dick, but like 
that's what she acted like. She, it was all a pissing contest with her and she just wanted to be like worshiped and we were not having it. We were not giving her any of that. So I end up deleting the tweet because here I am like 15 years old, like getting overly sexualized on social media and like guys are saying really, really gnarly things about, you know, my body and how I looked in it and how their dicks would fall straight out of it. Like it just was really taking a turn that I did not expect. And a lot of upperclassmen girls were saying some really fucked up shit too. So I was just like not feeling great about it, but I did get a lot of support at the same time because again, like people were really divided on if they loved or hated the fucking principal and the people who sucked her dick bent backwards to literally lick the ground. This woman walked on, they were supporting her obviously. And anyone who was, you know, saying shit against me, like you could see who likes a fucking tweet. So I was getting into a lot of problems back then. So then I go on spring break, no big deal. And that year kind of closes out. There wasn't much else that happened. And then kind of over my freshman year summer, that's when I started partying and the drama for me started to pick up. Like I was putting myself more and more in the spotlight over the years. So the next thing was, you know, first monumental moment of my sophomore year. And I think this was my freshman year summer going into my sophomore year. Or maybe it was my sophomore year summer going into my junior year. Yeah, I think that sounds more accurate because I got mono after. But this is about losing my virginity. And it honestly is not a great story because I'm not even going to like sugarcoat it. It was very like, how do I put this in a way that's not going to like trigger anyone? It was like definitely a salty. It wasn't something that probably should have happened or that I would have wanted to happen. It was my best friend's birthday. And she's a cancer. So it was during the summer and I had a great time. You know, it was a crazy party. I'm drunk as hell. And my brother comes and picks me and my girlfriends up because I had like the house in high school. Everyone could sleep there drunk. Like my parents didn't want me drinking and were pretty strict about that shit. So we had to hide it and we had to work around it. But, you know, they just wanted us to be safe at the end of the day and we're happy to house whoever needed it. So my brother took us to McDonald's and then took us home. And I'm sitting there eating my 20 piece with my two drunk friends passed out. I'm like, I'm not done. Like, I want to continue the party. So I'm like Snapchatting my little boyfriends. And this was in my come scoop era. Like before I had my license, I would just like tell guys to come pick me up. Like literally whoever I'd put it on my story. Me and my best friend would be like, come scoop. You know, like we'll give you alcohol for a ride. It worked. That's the saddest part is like, I actually got rides out of it. So this guy messages me and he's like, yeah, what are you doing right now? Like he hangs out with my neighbors and he was probably 20 or 21 and I was 16 and he picked me up and I thought we'd go hang out with my neighbor, but he brought me back home and one thing led to another and I lost my virginity and I just, it was not great. You know, I went home and cried in my friend's arms until the sun rose because that's ultimately not what I wanted to happen. And I felt really uncomfortable about it. But I just kept telling myself in my head, like, I didn't even know at the time that it was like sexual assault, you know, but he was sober and I was drunk and I was 16 and he was 20. So, you know, drunk consent, especially at that age, like 16 is the legal age of consent in Connecticut. So that's what I had like told myself. And he was really cool. He had a lot of friends and a lot of people knew him. And I remember when I told my girlfriends that you know, we were Snapchatting. She was like, oh my God, if you hook up with him, you can get into any party. So I just kept telling myself that like, you know, I was just sad about it because I didn't like my body or, 
you know, I blamed it on everything but the fact that it was the guy that made me really uncomfortable. And I like just have this image in my head, like burn in my head of him trying to hold my hand on the way home and tears were just like silently rolling down my face and I just couldn't even look at him. It was not good. It was not good. And so I, you know, didn't really hook up with anyone for a while after that, but I'll never forget. I was literally just telling my mom about it for the first time the other day because it was really shameful for me. And my older brother, years later, when I started opening up to people about it, was the one who told me that, you know, in court would hold up as sexual assault if it came, you know, push came to shove. So I was, you know, kind of dealing with that the next day and telling my closest girlfriends about it. And I'd gone to my girlfriend's house and her brother was close to the kid's age and kind of ran in the same circles with him. And he didn't really talk to me when I was over at his house, but I had smoked with him before, like at parties and stuff. Like he was nice. So he comes knocking on her door and opens the door, which is very unusual again. And he's like, MK, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 16. And he's like, did you hook up with and names the guy? And I was like, yeah. And he was kind of just like giving me this look like, are you okay? Which then like that started to make me realize. And then I was working at the time. I had my first job. Maybe like my, it was like my first real consistent job. And I was working with an upperclassman at my school. I think she was a senior. And this was the same bitch who was drunk eating tomatoes on me at the party. Something's come full circle. And she pulled me aside. And she had said to me, she's like, just so you know, like your girl best friend is telling everyone that you guys hooked up. And I was like kind of happy because then I knew like this guy that I really liked then knew about it. And she goes, but, you know, I would not have her go around saying that if I were you like I would tell her to stop and I was kind of confused then because I was like oh I thought this was this cool guy you know that was like really hard for me to deal with and I couldn't be intimate with anyone for a long time and I think it still impacted me and it's not something that I've really been able to readily talk about until like just recently because it was it wasn't something that I could really face for a long time that I like could really accept Because I'm, you know, such a loud-mouthed individual. I'm the type that would never let someone hurt her, or so I thought. And you just feel like a statistic at that point. And it's really shameful. That and, like, you don't want to tell people about it because you want to feel cool. Like, everyone's losing their virginity. I was already, like, for my area, late to the game. Like, in that sense, I was, like, a late bloomer. So I just thought it was, like, a milestone in a way. And it was, like, so normalized that I, I didn't really think twice about it. And I feel like a lot of people can say that their first time was like really, hmm, you know, scary, scary. So that's, you know, what happened. It wasn't the best. I literally just unfollowed the kid. Once I moved out here, it was really freeing to get away because he lived close to me and hung out with my neighbor all the time. So he was always there and I would like see his truck around and just get so creeped out by it. And then a bunch of older people like eventually came to me and talked about it. And I just found out a lot more shit about him. And he's just a bad guy overall. So, you know, what happened happened. You can't change the past. But, you know, I've been in therapy about it. I've talked about it in therapy. It's really affected my intimacy, how I show affection. I'm like not really comfortable. Like for years after I couldn't hug my parents or my friends. Still not really cool with physical touch unless I'm like dating a person or like being romantic with them, ironically. And that's why I like having sex when I'm fucked up. You know what I mean? Like that's why I like hooking up better when I'm fucked up because I don't have to be present and I don't have to be reminded of that. Because I think I have a lot of trauma from it, obviously. 
packed another bowl. So sophomore year actually kind of sucked now that I'm talking about the next story that happened because I became friends with this girl who was hanging out with drunk tomato girl freshman year, right? Like I had mentioned, I met my best friend and we, I briefly talked about this story online, but we were close and she was like the first person I ever really smoked weed with like habitually. And we would smoke together and sneak out together all the time. She was really fun. She was a year older than me and she drove. She had a very early birthday. So she was fun. I liked her, but she was going through stuff mentally that I didn't really know about. And we'll take this rip ironically before we start talking about this shit. Cheers. I'm trying not to hold my bong rips in because I saw a TikTok about how this lady's lungs collapsed. Or lung from holding bong rips in. Oh my God, I can't breathe. Wow. Okay. So we were like really close and we would sneak out together, smoke together and did pretty much everything together for a long time. But she was struggling with mental health problems that I didn't really know about that resulted from us smoking. So I almost felt like guilty when I did find out about it that I like had to be friends with her because of it, because I felt partially like it was my fault. You know, like I felt like I had a direct hand in contributing to the onset or the early onset of those symptoms. And I didn't know that she was even going through it. She didn't open up to me about it until after her diagnosis. But that's why I try to warn people like smoking weed is not for everyone. Okay. Like if you have predisposed mental health issues, like someone in your immediate family or like direct connection, like an uncle and aunt has bipolar or schizophrenic disorder, please be careful with smoking. And she was dealing with all of that and kind of going through stuff and still smoking. And I would still smoke with her because I felt bad. I didn't really see that as enabling, but you know, I found that out from my parents and kind of learned more about it from talking to them. She's, you know, my mom was like, you're enabling that behavior and her relapsing to someone who really should not be smoking weed at all. Like, I don't think anyone with a diagnosis like that should be smoking weed. So she was really, you know, struggling to kind of navigate being a normal teenager while being diagnosed with such a heavy, you know, mental illness. And she took a lot of it out on me, which I wasn't really aware of at first, which kind of sucks actually for a long time. So we were seeing to kind of put in, you know, our relationship in a perspective, we're seeing two best friends. So we'd sneak out to go hang out with these guys and smoke weed for the most part. We'd hang out together and with other friend groups, but these guys were like our main squeezes. And she was hooking up with one of them. I was hooking up with the best friend. And little did I know she was hooking up with both of them and was doing some snake shit behind my back. So I'm going about looking like boo-boo the fucking fool. And I end up going to prom with one of his friends. And she had gone to prom. I don't remember if she went with someone in the same party as me. Or I think she went with one of her friends to prom her junior year, my sophomore year. And the guy was like totally blowing me off, but there was a bunch of other people there that I knew. So it wasn't a big deal. I was having a great time on my own. And these older girls that were with me and went to prom with their whole friend group, they were friends with their friend group, the guys that we were hooking up with, pull me aside and they're seniors. And they're like, listen, MK, we just got to be honest with you. Like, you know, we spent the night with you. You've been really fun. <sighs> God, like I just am taking myself back to this moment. They're like, your friend is coming over 
hooking up with a guy when you're, you know, like you can't go out for the night. And she's telling all of us and everyone everything you've ever said about him and everything you've like done to like make him like you more or so you thought like when you went to and they stated like I went to California and was going to ignore him the entire time. So, you know, like be more obsessed with me. And they named that plan and like my heart dropped my asshole because I was like, that was months ago. That was months ago at that point. Like I felt heartbroken. I was so shattered. And I literally left prom like crying my eyes out and ended up just going to bed. And she had a really bad prom night and I just couldn't talk to her after that. It really fucked up our relationship from then on out because it's like, how can you ever trust someone again when for months behind your back, they're making you look like boo-boo the fucking fool. And I thought she was like my closest friend at the time. And I, I just woke up and I was like, I'm enabling this behavior, like just by me hanging out with her and like the friendship fell apart pretty fast after that. And I don't talk to her to this day. She's like unfollowed me on everything. We used to be friends like my freshman year of college, I think a little and kind of into quarantine. But after that, not really. We never talked again. So we would like, you know, talk here and there, but I just would want to get coffee with her. Like I wouldn't want to smoke weed with her anymore. And that's what she wanted to do. So yeah, it just became like a, it was a very toxic friendship and I just didn't know how bad it was. So then my junior year, I get closer with my friend, fucking Jess, and (laughs) she introduces me to her friends from her school because she went to a different school for vet tech and she moved around. She originally lived when I first met her in middle school in the town next to me. Then she lived in my town. And then into our later years in high school, her mom moved and she moved in with me for a little bit. And then she moved in with her mom in like way far away from me, but would still come sleep at my house during the weekends or whatever. And then she lived with her boyfriend sometimes too in the town that her high school was. So she was everywhere. And I ended up hanging out with not only her and her boyfriend, but her boyfriend's friends and her friends from school. And I met her friend Lulu, who later became one of my best friends. We were like a little Three Musketeers action trio. It was honestly so fun. And we, you know, started going to this thing, New BK, New Burger King. My friend, her friend from school, Ben, had made New Burger King. He went to Burger King, hated it, stole 70 Burger King trays, and then put them in his backyard and started putting random Goodwill shit outside and just named it New BK. So it was like his pool house, his pool, his yard, and we would just go to his house and party and drink. And it started with just like six of us and grew to like oh my God, there's probably a party with like 150 people at it. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, that might be an exaggeration, but like at least 100 people. There were a lot of heads there towards the end of the summer, but it was really fun. And we destroyed the pool house by the end of high school. But we went one night and it was kind of lame. And so we go to this place that's called the Plaza. And the Plaza was basically the McDonald's parking lot with a bunch of other stores and like a grocery store and stuff like that. And we would all just park there because it was a big ass parking lot and all hang out right by the McDonald's. And there's a senior scavenger hunt going on that night. And I wanted to go to McDonald's, but it was shut down because there was a sewage problem. It smelled like shit. So we're all sitting. I'm sitting in my car because I don't want to smell it too much. And everyone's like standing outside my car and we were all going to go to New BK that night, but it wasn't, it was dead. So we were just waiting for things to kind of heat up a little bit, letting it cook as the kids are saying these days. And this old guy just emerges out of the shadows. And, you know, there's like a bunch of us girls there. And he's like trying to talk to us. I can smell the alcohol in this man's breath. And he's like, hey, my name's Mike. You know, I'm a truck driver. 
how's your night going? We're like, good. <laughs> how's yours going? He's like, good, good. You know, I'm a truck driver. We're like, yep. Heard that the first time. He's like, I'm only, you know, out driving to these parts for certain time of the month. I get drug tested once a month. So already had my drug test last week. I'm just seeing if you guys have a plug. I'm like, sir, this is giving undercover cop. I'm like, no, we do not know anyone. He's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, if any of you do, you know, if you change your minds, you think of anybody, I can make it worth your while. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he turns back around as he's like going to walk away. And I'm like, what do you mean worth your while? And he's like, I'll pay you if you get me a plug. Plus, I only want like a gram of the weed. So, you know, we get a couple grams. You guys take the rest, split it between, you know, all of you. And I'm looking at him like, I could use some fucking money. And they're like, us too. And we're broke fucking 16, 17 years old. And I'm like, all right, there's an ATM down there. Prove it. So he goes and gets so much money and he gives us all 50 bucks. And there's probably like, I want to say six or seven of us. So there's a lot of, and that's a lot of cash. And he gives this one girl the rest of the money and he goes, you go. And he paid her a hundred. She was going to drive to go get it. He's like, you go get the weed. She had the plug. Her boyfriend, you know, goes with her to go get it. So she had to pick up her boyfriend too. It was a bit of an expenditure. And we just started talking to the guy. Some of the girls get creeped out and leave. One of them is work early in the morning. She goes. And then it's just probably down to like four of us, maybe three of us in the last hour. And the girl's still not back yet. And it's been like probably 30 minutes. And my other friends have wandered off to go talk to the people that were there for the senior scavenger hunt because that was some of the girls' local high school. And we, you know, everyone in the area knew each other. Connecticut is not a big fucking state, okay? There's 150 people in my graduating class and the schools in the area were not much bigger. So they're talking to like whoever and he pulls me aside. This man's hammered, was telling us about his dead dog, asked me for sticky stuff, which I didn't know what that meant at the time. And he was asking me for weed with sticky stuff. I'd asked my black market drug friend and he's like, that means meth, MK. I'm like, like meth laced weed. And I was like, oh my God, I had no fucking clue what he was talking about. And so I go to walk away and he like grabs me and is like, are you guys pulling a fast one on me? I'm like, what? I'm like, no, we're just going to talk to our friends. We're not leaving. Like, we're right, right over there. You can see us. And he's like, well, I gave you guys money already. And, you know, this is really sketchy. And she's taking a long time. I'm like, she had to drive really far and pick up her boyfriend. Like, she'll be back any minute. She told us she's on her way back. Like, just relax. And he's like, well, I got a gun in my car. Immediately again, my heart is dropping to my asshole. I'm pissed. I'm like, oh, no, not, not this. Like, what have I gotten myself into? It's not an undercover cop. It's worse. It's a fucking meth head truck driver who told us to call him Uncle Mike, told me about his dead dog for probably 20 minutes straight and didn't tell me she was dead till the end of the 20-minute story. I was like so disturbed. I had no clue what was going on. I'm baked as fuck. Like, this is just not, this is not real life. So I go over to the scavenger hunt people. I'm like, don't worry, they'll be here in a sec. I'm gonna go check with her friend when she'll be back. So I go to go talk to this girl's best friend and she's talking to someone that knows my family. So I'm telling him, I'm like, listen, If I don't come back, this guy's name is Uncle Mike. He's a truck driver and he is parked behind the McDonald's. And he's like, what's going on? So I'm telling them how he said he has a gun. And this kid, coincidentally, is on the phone with his mom at the time. And he literally has his mom call the cops. The cops roll up as the girl rolls up with the weed. They do the exchange. Her boyfriend's ready to beat this guy's ass for what he said to us. And the cop rolls up to me and one of the girls. And he goes, have you heard of an older man like soliciting underage girls to buy him marijuana said he has a gun on him he's a truck driver and i'm like here 
no. And so the cop pulls to the next group of people to go ask them. He's like, let me know if you see anything. So I'm like, run to my fucking car. Everyone gets in my car. We get away driver this shit. Uncle Mike's like tucking his head in, like running back to his fucking truck. And we don't even say goodbye. He's like pissed. Doesn't give us the weed that he promised. But, you know, we all got a chunk of cash out of it. And I'm speeding away. And we see like nine canine units drive past us, like speeding. And so mind you, that whole senior scavenger hunt thing is still happening. That's their home base. So we're getting videos, live footage of Uncle Mike tossing the weed to guys, running down the hill, hiding in a bush. The canine unit searching his truck. They do, in fact, find a gun. And Mr. Uncle Mike went to prison that night. The bushes were not doing him any justice. He was a big, like, Santa-looking old dude. I literally have videos of this shit. Yeah, it was traumatic. It was a crazy night. I didn't go back to that town for a couple days. I went in a different car, drove my mom's car back the next day, and we all talked about what we spent our $50 on. And I spent mine on jewel pods and a tank of gas. So it was worth it, in my opinion. Just didn't drive through that town for a long time. So then another story that happened my junior year was I would always go out to California to visit my sister during spring break, which is ironic because I didn't even know that I wanted to go to school out here at all, at all. And one time when I came out, she wanted to make it super cool and got us tickets to Coachella. So I went to Coachella VIP, like artist passes with my sister. And it was the sickest experience of my life. Failed to realize that you like have to hydrate and it was weekend too. And we were in the desert, so it was like dust bowl. A lot of people don't know about the dust bowl. I was trying to tell a British guy about that. And it was literally like blowing his mind. So it's kind of funny. Drought, extreme severe drought. And <laughs> I was dying. I was not wearing the appropriate outfit. I was wearing like little booty shorts and this t-shirt that said, yes, daddy. My sister had gotten matching outfits for us. It was kind of funny. And... <laughs> That got a lot of attention. I'm not going to lie. It was it was a great idea. And I was drinking beer that whole day, which is super dangerous because you can get a minor in possession. I know a lot of people that have gotten a minor in possession at Coachella. So I could have been fucked for that. But I was drinking beer all day and we went to go see, oh my God, who was playing? San Holo in the Sahara tent. And we were in the VIP area. So no one is around us. Everyone's rolling fucking face. And I just all of a sudden get hit with like the worst heat stroke. And I'm t- I turn to grab my sister and I'm like, I cannot see. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I can't see. And my vision is like, it's tunnel vision, Kodak Black. Kodak, they don't like to see you winning. That was me in that moment. And she thought I, she's like, do you need contact solution? She thought I just had like dust in my eyes. And then before we both knew it, I was on the ground passing out she was like oh my god and then security this huge like oh my god i i don't want to assume his nationality but he looks like samoan jumped the fucking railing and like picks me up like an angel he is he looked like a teddy bear and he starts like having me sip gatorade like somehow just got a gatorade i don't know where they're really trained for that shit. And so, you know, that's what you're paying for with the artist passes. <laughs> that and they drive you around in golf carts. That's the only way that I go back to Coachella. It is like an alien land. It is like nothing you've ever seen before. Dystopia to the max. Everything is so big. Like talk about delusions of grandeur. Like it's, it was like something out of a fucking, what's the guy? Great Gatsby. Modern Great Gatsby. That's Coachella. It's like weird. It's like, I don't even know how to explain it. It feels like Spongehenge and we're the jellyfish. 
I would have loved to have been there on, you know, under better circumstances, but then I proceeded to keep passing out. So I had to leave. And Cardi B was performing that night. I would have kind of enjoyed that if I would have made it, but you know, I was just so ill prepared. And we drove back home. It was just for the day. I couldn't have even done a weekend. That would have just been like sensory overload. Like, talk about overstimulation, the lights and the music and the heat and me drinking nothing but beer all day, like when I should have been drinking straight water and chugging it. Liquid IV was not a thing back then, okay? Don't blame me. So then my senior year, I got a lot of stories about this. There's a lot of crazy experiences. Also, I didn't tell my parents I passed out at Coachella for a really long time, but I also kind of seized. So my sister was freaked out, but that happens when you pass out sometimes, you know, like your muscle spasms. Also, when I did tell my dad about that, he told me I used to pass out a lot as a kid and no one ever told me that. No one ever told me that. And then I told my mom that and she's like, no, you didn't. And I was like, what's going on? (laughs) What's happening? Okay. So the next, I'm going to pack a bowl as we kind of get into the, the senior year fucking savagery. Next one is getting pulled over for weed. This was not a good time in my life. So I just turned 18. It was literally my 18th birthday. Dating that piece of shit plug asshole. Do not miss that motherfucker. Was thinking about him the other day. I was like, God, I wonder if he uh, watches my TikToks a little bit sometimes. So I need to grind up more weed. I'm like at his house. It's my birthday. He's like giving me carts for my present because I was smoking carts only at my house at the time. Because I had burnt out a car battery smoking blunts. Actually, I think that was later. I don't know. That might have come after him. But anyways, he gave me carts because he was a plug. Again, it was not, you know, anything to throw a couple merchandise items my way. But he wasn't giving me herb. However, we smoked inside at his house. And I smoked in my car at the time still while ripping carts because I couldn't smoke, obviously, in my house. But my parents also weren't really aware of how much I was smoking at the time. So I'm like, uh oh, I just got a notification about Post Malone performing drunk. Yeah, he always looks hammered at his shows. I bet that man's going to get sober. Willing to put money on that. That's one of my 2023 predictions. Post Malone gets sober. So fuck, what was I going to say? Back to the story. Oh, I wanted to be home because it was tradition. It always is tradition, I guess, for a lot of people. For my family to sing me happy birthday. My mom makes a red velvet cake every year and we sing happy birthday. So I got super stoned at his house and I was driving home, trying to make it home. And I didn't have driving curfew anymore because once you turn 18, like you can be out till whenever. The driving curfew, I think, is like 10 p.m. in Connecticut. I'm unsure. So I was a little bit freaked out about that. Not going to lie. But, you know, this is the first day I didn't have to worry about it. And I was still coming home early. It was before trying to get home before 10 p.m. because I knew my mom had to be up early the next day, probably for work. And whipping home, going my normal route going fast, going very fast. I'm not going to lie. It was reckless endangerment, but there was, you have to keep in mind, I lived in Connecticut. There's no one in the roads, on the roads, like rural Connecticut past like 6 p.m., 7 p.m., especially during the winter, my birthday's this month. So I'm flying, flying in the dark and I'm going like 60 and a 40. Maybe it was like 40 and a 25. It was definitely like reckless endangerment borderline, but not, not like I was going like 80 miles an hour. You know what I mean? And you would think that I was, though, the way that this fucking tag team of cops like whipped up on me. Literally, they were hiding lights off by this airport. So it was a very desolate road. I'm flying down the road. Pull behind me. Lights flashing. They followed me for a while, though. They had their lights on. And then they did the siren after a couple miles. They definitely followed me for a bit. 
pull over on like the worst side of worst side of the road. So many people saw me. I'm in my fucking pajamas because it's at my boyfriend's house. I normally slept there. Like I had worked that day. I was tired. It was my birthday. I wasn't really doing a lot. And the fucking cop literally comes up to my window and is like, do you know how fast you were going? And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. And he goes, why does your car smell like weed? Instantly, instantly. And I was like, and he's like, I'm not to ask you to step out of the vehicle, ma'am. I'm like, for real? He's like, yes. And they were going to search the car. So I get out to get searched. They pat me down a little bit. I don't even think they patted me down, actually, because they were going to have to get a female officer. They just asked me to empty my pockets, which I did. I didn't really, you know, I was just wearing a jacket and like pajamas and slippers. And so they find my, I give them my cart. I was pretty honest about everything because I love live PD. I'm not going to lie. I hate, I'm not really the biggest fan of everything that's going on with, you know, the fucking police right now. I'm really disgusted by it. They find out that I have a taser. Well, I told them I had a taser and they pull it out and they start like literally shocking each other with it. And they're like, this is illegal in the state of Connecticut. And I'm like, well, they didn't have a seller's warning on fucking Amazon. It was $14. My dad bought it for me because of where I work. And they're like, where do you work? And I'm like telling them where. And they're like, that's not that bad. And I'm like, the number one place that women get abducted are grocery store parking lots at night. I worked at a grocery store. I worked night shift. Sorry. And I, I actually bought it for myself. My dad didn't buy it. And I had never used it on a person besides for fun, for entertainment purposes. It didn't hurt. It just felt like a hot sting. But they were like making it out that I had a fucking like gun on me. So... It was a huge deal. They make me like sit in my car. I call my mom. I'm like, you're literally going to have to like pick me up from the fucking station. Like they're acting like they're going to take me in right now. And instead they just had me shatter my dab cart, shatter it in front of them. And I was like, but what about pollution? And they're like, are you fucking for real right now? I'm like, okay. They're like, would you rather go to jail? I'm like, no. And so I smashed the cart and then they were going to take the taser, but they ended up letting me take it home. So they just didn't want to do the paperwork. And they were young white cops. Can't deny things could have gone very differently, you know? And I think I have to acknowledge that when telling that story, that I come from a place of privilege and my outcome in that. So it's kind of fucked to talk about. I don't even know if I want to include that story because it's just like, I don't feel good. But that's not something that I'm proud of, you know? It used to be a funny story, but it's just not with everything that's happened. Cheers. Take a bowl on that. Cups of the rosé. That one hit the way back of the lungs, the archives. (gasps) Not good. Okay. Next story is how I got kicked out of a party by someone's mother. There was this kid in my high school whose parents really did not give a fuck. His parents had split up and his mom was like, I'm just going to call it out. It is just fucking alcoholic. Okay. Like she just had her own shit going on and she didn't give a fuck. And she let him party at the house and do whatever in the basement. And basement parties were big in high school too. If it wasn't an outdoor party, it was a basement party. And I went to his house, I think like once before this, but my friend was dating him. And I was beefing with this girl who I'm actually friends with now. And she pulled up and was mad because they told her not to come in because she had already caused a lot of shit with me and, you know, like stuff, beef that was happening online, I think. And she wanted to come in anyway and persisted and came in. And when they didn't want her to come downstairs because I was there, this girl that was like, or used to be friends with her, I guess they were beefing too at the time, 
told her that I was going to beat her ass if she came downstairs. That never came out of my mouth, okay? Never. So I'm smoking downstairs. I'm getting high as fuck. We're playing like Roto, like just literally passing the fattest fucking doobie. And someone had given me a drink that she had made for them and provided. She was literally providing alcohol. And there's a bunch of moms drinking upstairs. She comes downstairs and in the most dramatic, like cut the music moment, this was a post homecoming party. Everyone was there for my school. Everyone, you know, like from probably like sophomore and up because a sister had her friends over too. And we were all having a good time. She's like, cut the music. Who the fuck is threatening this girl upstairs? Who the fuck is Mary Kate Willis? Oh my God. Talk about my moment. I was literally sitting there in my little deer costume, faded as hell. Like, what is going on? And she's like, get the fuck out of my house. Who threatens another person at my house? My house, my rule. That shit does not fly here. You cannot be threatening people in my house. I'm like, oh my God, this bitch is so drunk. I'm like, putting my hands up in defeat. I'm like, I'll go. And so I stand up, grab my shit. And she's like, see, this is what happens when you fuck around in my house. Blah, blah, blah. Like yelling behind me, this fucking five foot woman, drunk as hell. And I just am like shaking my head going, what the fuck? And I walk outside. Mind you, I've had a drink. And she slams the door on me and says, go fuck yourself. Wild, grown ass woman. And her friends, I hear them laughing when the door closes. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, please let me never be that. Like, I hope I grow up, you know? Like, I would like to think I'm not even like that now. So just immature as hell, childish. And I drove, got in my car. I could have called the cops. I could have had her kids fucking taken from her. I don't even know if I ended up going home after that or what happened, but it was just like, it was so awful. That was literally the worst time. And then, you know, like, I don't think I ever talked to any of them again, but he told his mom what had happened. And like, that was a misunderstanding. And she, you know, he apologized on her behalf, the kids. So I respect him for that. There's no bad blood there. But like, I still think his mom's a bitch. And she came into my work, like probably two weeks after and was like, so timid, like, instantly as we locked eyes and I'm like staring down at her because what I'm like five six this bitch is like five foot the last story I'm gonna tell is how I got suspended which kind of has to do with the administration so over the whole dress code thing the next three years shit just builds and I'm pissed my brother gets like expelled in the meantime like all this stuff happens I constantly am getting called to the office for this bullshit guilty by association because my friends were not you know the best students but I was a good student I had great grades. I don't think I ever had below a B in high school. Granted, it was public school and I wasn't on drugs for most of it. So that's probably why I did well. But my senior year, I was baked all the time. And I would just dip. I would leave school because I was fucking hungry. Like, I hated it. And my mom was close with the nurse. So I would just call my mom on my fucking phone, put her on speaker, and say, can I leave? And she'd be like, yep. And the nurse would dismiss me. So it would be counted as an excused absence. It would be like, I have diarrhea, you know? Like... And then my other friend had dropped out our senior year and she was, she was wild. She was always doing, she was always on something. Like I would leave school and she would be home like off a bar or two something. And I would just go and smoke with her and she'd be like barely conscious. And I was like, okay. Or like overly alert. She liked to dabble. She literally did a little bit of everything. And that was really fun for me too. And we'd go like get a coffee or something. It was just not... I did not take school seriously. I don't even know how they let me graduate. I'm not going to lie. I barely passed capstone, which was like the thing you needed to graduate because I'm not going to, I didn't do my fucking internship. I didn't do anything for it. Fuck them. Eat shit. I worked the entire time. I made money. 
to fund my smoking habits. I got really baked. And this kind of leads into the suspension story. So I, I didn't even finish this train of thought. So we hate each other by my senior year. I've also beefed with the vice principal, the superintendent at this point, and the office ladies didn't like me either. Neither did one of the guidance counselors. So yeah, I was like really causing waves. I was causing problems. And the school psychiatrist knew who I was. So I'm pressed and Parkland happens and we have this whole, you know, confusing moment where like schools are going to have to retrain the teachers to where students won't know the plan for evacuation during a shooting drill because that's essentially what happened and made it worse. But what I was worried about was the fact that we had the, you know, this whole event was very well documented on social media. And you could see that we had the exact same fucking doors that they did. And the kid just shot through them. And I was like, what are we doing to change that? Like, there has to be a lot of change. You know what I mean? And I was so frustrated after having an advisory meeting about it because they couldn't answer any of my questions. And they're like, it'll be answered in probably a bigger meeting. You know, like the principal said she's going to hold something. I'm like, I'm sure she did. And so I go to my one class, like very frustrated, crying, like just upset because I'm like, no one's going to do anything. Like nothing is going to happen from this. And we ended up having like five threats that same year. And I grew up near Sandy Hook. So that's why, you know, it was hitting a little bit closer to home. I remember that day. I'll remember for the rest of my life. And I just really was hoping that this was going to cause for some reform or change. And not to mention my, you know, not that this really matters, but it does. My principal is extremely conservative and very openly a lot of other people in the administrative office as well. And people in my town, I grew up in a white bubble. So like just things were very skewed. I felt like there wasn't any action because they didn't really, they were lazy. The funds were going elsewhere to fucking what? Probably getting a new car to her daughter, getting like a fucking free ride there. Like who knows what? So nothing really happens. I really want like metal detectors in the school at that point because they're like letting kids come to school who have made threats. Like we literally had to bully a kid into leaving, which probably only made shit worse. You know what I mean? Like that was just not, I had called the cops on a kid who would openly post a hit list on his Finsta. Like, oh, it was so bad. And so there was just so many things that were happening that were making me really anxious to even go to school at that point. And that's like what kind of contributed to me leaving school all the time and not being there and not doing well in school because I felt like my administration was not doing anything to protect us. And that it was very plausible that, you know, something like that could happen at our school. What was going to be any different? Like, it's it can never happen here. It can never happen here until it does. And then, like, it's too late. So why can't we take preventative measures on that? If, you know, the fucking government is not going to do anything, the very least we can do is, like, try to improve safety within our own school. So we had this big meeting, and they had said in the fire code that backpacks were banned And I was like, this is your dumb way of like taking a preventative measure and taking control of shit. And they'd closed all the bathrooms due to vaping, which I heard was a problem at Parkland. And I was like, so you can't, you can't, at Stoneman Douglas, they had the same thing happening. So I'm like, you can't shut down all the bathrooms. Like that could be very well a good hiding place. You can lock the bathrooms. And when you're forcing them to leave the doors open, like it's just not. And only two students can be in there at a time. It's not, it doesn't make any sense. You're having a whole line wait out in the hallway. So that was like an issue. And I made something called the free to pee movement. And I started posting stories about it saying that there was going to be a walkout because there were a couple walkouts that I had, I participated in already. And 
one of them was for, you know, gun reform, particularly around that event. And they got really pissed. And I got an email from the vice principal (laughs) saying I had to stop all motions to do this and stop posting about it on social media because I was going to be arrested for trying to incite a riot. Are you fucking shitting me? A peaceful protest? Bitch. So he hated me too. And when that happens, I knew that my principal had a hand in that. And that her daughter and someone in the administration's office's kids was like showing the principal what I was posting. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm all in. So instead of posting about my movement, I start posting screenshots about my superintendent and my principal. My principal covered up essay and drug charges on from teachers at her prior schools. And my superintendent had actually failed <laughs> her superintendent test in another district because she had done so poorly there that she kind of just had it covered up, moved here, got hired because she knew people, and then hired my principal because they worked together at a different school. So both of them were underqualified and had a lot of violations against them. Like literally no business working with children at all. And so, yeah, I started posting that and her daughter got really pissed. And I got a lot of mean messages from her. I got a lot of mean messages in general. And then the gun control and like changing our, you know, whole lockdown program meeting happens. And she basically gives no fucking answers. And so I'm raising my hand the entire time. She doesn't call on me. And my girlfriend, who's, you know, like kind of close with her, like she doesn't hate her, is like, watch this. And she raises her hand, immediately gets called on. She goes, MK has the same question that I do. So I stand up and I say, where can we find this fucking fire code that you speak of? Because I spoke to someone whose dad is a fire marshal and was here on the day that they did the fire inspection. And they said that they did not deem backpacks a hazard. So I'm just wondering like where... You know, you're saying you got this approved with your lawyer to lock down all the bathrooms. I'm a little bit confused on that as well. Where can we, you know, follow up on that information? Can we speak to someone in, in you know, that field about that? Because I don't think that's legal to lock down all bathrooms and keep the door open with a male administrator sitting outside some of the female bathrooms and, you know, vice versa with a female with the door open. Like what? With guys using urinals? I felt like there was just so much invasion of privacy at that school and it was like doing way too much to be a public school. And she's like, well, if you were listening and everyone goes, ooh, my face turns red. I'm going to literally obliterate this bitch. I leave that meeting. I go straight to the nurse's office who had seen everything happen. And she was like, that was fucked up. And I was like, I need to go home. So call my mom, tell her what happened. She okays me to go home. I leave. I'm on my way to go to Dunkin' and I decide to vlog on my Finsta. The most vulgar rant. I'm like, this fucking loose, pussy-ass bitch, bad. Internal misogyny really came out in this rant. Screaming. Like, everything you do is for male attention. It's so obvious. It's disgusting the way that you flirt with kids in my grade. Like, do you want... Is this the attention that you wanted? Am I giving it to you? Is this what you wanted? Bringing your boyfriend stuff to school? Like, you're weird. Like, you literally interfere with your fucking... Like, your personal life and business is so strange. You're just too close with some people. You freak me the fuck out. You lie about a lot of shit. It's strange. You're weird. And I'm, like, going on this whole rant about her. I had one of the office assistants' kids' friends on my shit. And they were all still in school. And he was watching it in school. And he's like, what the fuck? And showed it to the kid. He takes a video of it sends it to his mom, who sends it to the principal, who sends it to the superintendent, along with the screenshots of my Instagram story. My mom had surgery to the point where she couldn't walk, so she's like literally immobilized in bed, gets this fucking heinous email, 
with the video. She's dying laughing because she doesn't like the administration either. They put my brother through hell and um, tried to charge him with everything they possibly could and nothing stuck because we got a good ass lawyer and they fucking, they're losers. They have no fucking life and she knew nothing about my brother. She didn't even know my brother, but she made a lot of fucking assumptions. So yeah, that becomes an issue. My mom just had surgery to like where she couldn't walk. We just found out about my dad, like in this whole infidelity situation and she gets this fucking email and she's dying. And she's like, you know what? Like, what do you want to do? Because I can't come in. My husband's working full time to, you know, make up for what I'm not working right now. Like, what do you want us to do? And she's like, well, she's suspended. We're thinking about expulsion, but for now, three day suspension. Do you want to know what I did during the three day suspension? I got high as fuck with my boyfriend every day and watched every single Fast and Furious movie. Do you think I gave a fuck? That was like a reward. I got three days off of school. Hell yes. It was like a five day weekend. I was having the time of my life. So yeah, that's what happened. And that was like the beef. And we didn't really talk after that. We didn't really get into any other problems because I was so fed up with her. I just, and I think she was fed up with me. And I think that's the only reason why they let me graduate is because they were just done. They were so done with me, my family. And my little sister was way more tame, never got into trouble. But that was ultimately the resolution was I just, I didn't really fucking like her at all after that. And I felt like she had failed a lot of my friends who needed extra help and had gone to her for help around situations. And there were so many teachers getting fired like underneath her reign and it wasn't even like her doing it. Like all these teachers had serious allegations coming out. So at least she was holding accountability then. I'll give her props for that, but she didn't always. And there's a lot of really heinous shit written publicly about her online. Like why was I getting in trouble for that? First of all, wasn't on school grounds. There was literally a court case about this and like, I don't know, it was on my own private social media account that she herself did not have access to. Confusing. Confusing. But yeah, that's ultimately the story of my beef with my administration. My back hurts. I got to go to class in like an hour, but thanks for listening to this episode. And if you guys like story times, we can always do more of these, but that's all I got for today. And I hope you have a great day, night, whatever the fuck you're doing, morning. I don't know wherever you are, whenever this releases. Yeah, I'm going to go to class. So follow me on TikTok. MK9Unit is my new TikTok. My Instagram is MaryKate.Willis. My Snapchat's MaryJane.Kate. And my Be Real is MaryKate.Willis. And this will probably go up on my YouTube channel, MaryJane.Kate, this video, whenever the fuck I figure out iMovie when we stop beefing. But yeah, I'll see you guys next episode. Thank you.